Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit the Scholar with your sneak peek at next week, episode number five hundred and forty four, where Drew and I will be coming through the comic combing through the comic books coming out on December eighteenth, two thousand and nineteen. The penultimate week of release of 2019 before Drew and I get what inst- what's coming up in your local comic book shops this coming Wednesday uh, Drew what all we got in the world of comics easy for you to say yeah um, I'm, I'm here <laughs> uh, we got uh, some feedback on our hoopla discussion first and foremost from James Stubb from Florence County Library System in South Carolina yeah. James Stubbs uh, long time listener, first time writer. I'm a librarian, and there's something you guys and everyone else who has it through their local library need to know about Hoopla. Your library gets charged for everything you download. It's not just a bulk payment, but every single time you download it. That's why limits are placed on how many you can borrow at any given time. How much your library pays per download depends upon what the publisher, movie studio, music company, whatever, has set as the fair price. Hmm. So when you check something out and don't get around to reading it, that's me, guilty, <laughs> and, then, and then you check it out again, uh, your library has paid for it twice. This is the hell of hoopla for libraries. Their business model is based on charging for use. Libraries don't work that way. We operate on a fixed budget, so Hoopla introduces an unknown variable into a static system. Mm. It isn't fun, and a lot of libraries have been burned for a lot of money because its popularity outstripped the library's ability to pay for it. Now, with all that said, I'm not saying to not use it, but if you do use it, please make sure... You let your library know how much you appreciate the library offering it. High price services are usually the first thing on the chopping block in a lean budget year. So you letting your library know you like it is your best chance at keeping it going. Wow. Okay. So I did not know that. So Drew, you're down to five. You're going to only get five at a time. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going. I'm going to. I'm going to change my tune. I'm going to get one at a time. Okay. And I'm going to read it. And when it's finished. I'm going to get another book out. There you go. I'm not going to. I'm not going to get ten books that I don't get around to reading it anymore. And I did not realize that. So this is the turning off the faucet while you brush your teeth. Yes, which I do not do. So <laughs> this is this is good for me. I I learned a lesson here, and and um, I I uh, was I put this out there to some other folks on the internet, and there's a different system. Um, out west it's got something called overdrive which is a a library system in california uses instead of hoopla and it is like um your standard they buy 20 digital copies of something Ah. just like they would buy 20 copies for the shelf so when those 20 copies on the shelf are are checked out it turns uh, it off as an option to. It, yeah, you, it, you go on a waiting list, and then when it com- gets returned, then you can borrow it. Hmm. Um, so they buy twenty copies of a of a digital item, and when twenty of them have been checked out, then you then that it's gone. Nobody can get it anymore. Unlike Hoopla, where they can get it indefinitely. Um, you know, a million people could be reading the same uh, comic mm-hmm. in in theory, but. Uh, from what I'm reading, it would really screw up the library system because they'd have to pay for the thing a million times. Mm-hmm. So, sounds to me like Hoopla needs to work on their model. Why not? It works. It seems to work for them. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. Unless all libraries end up, uh, you know, changing because they because it they get burned by it. The market shall dictate. Yeah. But as the children of a librarian ourselves, we respect that ability and uh when heck using yeah. that service heck yeah we don't want it to go anywhere which is why i'm more conscientious yes yeah, so i'll be definitely gonna gonna change the way i do things um and and it, it's it, it was really interesting and an eye-opener so uh um, yeah, thank you for the feedback that's awesome that yeah, yeah. Low thank inside you, information thank you james stubbs uh let's see matt says i see that dc is reverting 
and keeping the legacy numbers on two more titles after they turned 750. Wonder Woman and Flash. Just like they did the detective and action. Um, as a long-standing comic fan, I enjoy legacy number numbering, but in all honesty, I don't overly care what comic pu publishers do with their numbering schemes. I don't buy comics for numbers or for variant covers or because a New York Times article spoils a story or any other marketing junk that occurs in the industry. I buy comic books for the characters and the stories. That's all that is important in the end. Dress the book up however you want, but if the story isn't good, it's all irrelevant anyway. What do you think about this? 100% true. If the story sucks, it, it, it's regardless. Um, I think having the legacy numbers on there, they they really do just kind of click in my brain. Wow, this title's been around for you know, 65 years or whatnot. Yes. So just the, the thought of, you know, if you wanted to, there is a concurrent 750 issues of this character's entire arc. It's just kind of something that sounds neat in my head. And also it's, uh, it, it kind of prevents them from the artificial number ones in my mind mm -hmm. a little bit. If they're continuing with the legacy numbering, there will be less shenanigans with the, let's just start another number one. Take advantage, people. Yeah, for now. For now, um, yeah. 100%. I mean, I I thought we all had agreed. We all got, we all voted as comics fans, and we all agreed that we said the compromise was, okay, you guys want to renumber, fine. You can renumber if you want, but you got to keep that old number on there too. Mm -hmm. So it's like a dual numbering system. So you put, you can put your number one every time you feel like it. But you also have to keep the legacy number on there somewhere so that we don't lose that. I mean, ideally, I'd just like to keep the old number, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, but I understand from a retail standpoint, one sell comics. You prefer legacy numbering to volume numbering? Oh, God, yes. Gotcha. God, yes. Um, and, I, I, you know, are we going to get a detective number one again? Are we going to get an action number one again? Maybe. No. No. And if and if we do, will it will it keep the old legacy number? Uh, I don't know. So you think you think now that they reverted those two, they'll never ever go back. I think now that you're in the thousands, you stick with being in the thousands in my mind. Even if there's a quote unquote another new fifty two type thing, I would okay. think they would continue with it. Okay, well, Spider-Man just went to 800 and is now back in the single digits again. But Marvel is the king of... I mean, I, I have Okay, so you're saying there's rules for DC and rules for Marvel? No, there's rules for both, but one of them is never going to abide by rules. Because they have their own... Just kind of, that's just the way Marvel is. I mean, I have multiple issues of, I, I think it was... What is it? Silk, I have two issue ones in the same year. You can't even use the year designation for the issue ones because they reformatted it twice. It's just how they do. Right, but I mean, I would think since, you know, you got the Marvel and DC are mainly superheroes and that they could kind of agree, have a gentleman's agreement that we're going to do it the same way. We're not gonna. We're not gonna be different. But they don't. Zero percent chance. Zero percent chance of that. Uh, so okay. So DC's that'll be up. DC will be up to four. Legacy comics. Legacy comics, and what's what would be next after that? I mean, uh, let's see here. What's what else is that old? Is like the legitimate Batman title. Oh, the legitimate Batman, of course. Legitimate Superman. Yes, those two. Yeah, but Batman's got to be get getting up there. Mm -hmm. um, right. So it's gonna. So that okay. So we can do that and Superman and um, Green Lantern. Has Green Lantern been around that long? Maybe. Mm -hmm. Basically, all the um, all the Justice League characters. Yep. We've already got Flash and Wonder Woman. Technically, we already have Batman and Superman, but we don't have their main lines. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think that's 
That's fair, I guess. Yep. And and you think once they once they flip the switch, they're never ever going back. They should not. Yeah. I hope not. I hope you're right. That's that would be fun. That'd be fun to have those big numbers there forever. And that would be the only numbers. And people would walk in and be like, oh, I can't pick up 1,230 of action. I didn't read the previous 1,229. Yeah. That's, I, yeah, I would think they'd be able to do something like just great jumping on point, like yeah. on, along the top or something. And that would be enough to overcome. Anyway, thanks to Matt and James for that. You can email us at comicsforfunandprofit at gmail.com with any of your questions or comments on previous shows. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter at ComicsFunProfit or on Instagram at ComicsForFunAndProfit or on Facebook at ComicsForFunAndProfit. And if you'd like to give us a donation, we'll have our donation link in the show notes. And you can shoot us a donation on PayPal. It works. Some came in. So hey. thank you. Thank you very much. It was anonymous. Uh, can't even thank the person. So you leave a message next time. Uh, let's see. Oh, Comicron numbers. We got our full November numbers. Yeah. And we were both wrong. <laughs> we were both wrong, yes. So, uh, New Mutants was above 125,000. It was at 138, 484 to take the top spot. And the top four titles were over 100K. So, X-Men, Absolute Carnage, and X-Force, all over 100,000. And then a large drop-off for Fallen Angels. Yeah, it was a big one, wasn't it? It dropped right into the 80s. Um, 70s, and by the time we get to the top 10, we're in the 60s. Yeah, Yeah, because we have, you know, Absolute Carnage 5 increasing by over 7,000 from issue 4, which was just under 100,000 at 99. Uh, I did not see why 5 would have increased, is why I was thinking that one was under. Doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? That's a good word of mouth, I guess. Or it could be Marvel pushing out an extra 8,000 just to do this to me. (laughs) <laughs> specifically to me. Really? They're yes. out to get you? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Just realize. because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not after you, Drew. That's true. It's totally true. <laughs> um, so as you look down these, this list, what jumps out at you? Undiscovered Country by Image, issue 1, 73,000. That had an asterisk because of its returnability, though, but I don't know anybody that was returning those. No, and... um. Uh, that's a pretty good number. Yes, great, <laughs> great things from uh, Image. Uh, I mean, even if it loses 25%, that's Saga numbers, man. That's Walking Dead numbers. Mm-hmm. So, uh, keep up the good work. There you go. And uh, it was a have, solid title. Yeah, we have both New, New Mutants and X-Force also having their second issue in the same month. And both of them... Uh, losing between 49 and 56% uh, as they go to issue two. And what was it? Where was Spawn at? Yeah, there we have Spawn at, at issue 20. 302 is the one that comes back down to Earth. Of course, 300, the giant numbers. And then we had really good numbers for 301 as well. It's still keeping 189,000 for 301. And now 302 back down to just above 50,000. We also have Fallen Angels with its second one, again, losing the normal 46%. Down in the boom area, we've got Folklords, that first issue. It's a great book. Um, 21,450. Good solid sales from Boom. Fourth issue of Once in Future. Solid seller, 21,000. Uh, something is killing children. Third issue, seventeen thousand, still solid. Um, so that's good stuff from Boom. Oh, and I forgot about the debut of Heartbeat. Um, I must have been close to the end of the month mm-hmm. when that one came out. Uh, it was another really good 
release from Boom. Uh, it sold 12,000 copies. I really like that one as well. So um, enjoying a lot of the things that Boom is doing. BB Free was uh, it sold 8,000, uh, its first issue. Uh, it was a little weird and hard to follow for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm going to give that one another shot, but it, one, one, a rare miss, a rare miss for a boom title to not grab me right from the start. Was issue 75 of Star Wars the last one before the renumbering? Mm, yeah, yeah. Because okay. it jumped 10%, jumped 4,000 issues from uh, 74 to 75 um, gained just a little ground on the final one for that series. To be rebooted. Yeah. Looks like Nightwing still clawing its way above 20,000, which is good, uh, with its 66th issue. Holding, holding, holding. Holding, yeah. Um, Batman Beyond is below. Aquaman is below that mark. Supergirls at 18,000. The uh, Walking Dead Alien, the local comic book shop edition uh, that we said to go out and get, it sold enough to have its numbers here on the FO, or on the, the numbers here, just above 20,000 on that, um, making it one of the more rare of the latter Walking Dead books. It would be the rarest, wouldn't it? Be, since, uh, like, it was in it, in the Teens? Yeah, since pre fifty, yeah. Well, how did those one shots sell? Did they sell that well? Yeah, they all sold pretty well. The yeah. uh, the governor, Michonne. Yeah. Well, I'm not entirely convinced that the alien is not going to be in print again. Mm. I I mean, but specifically, we have the LCS. I you know reached out for the LCSD edition, so at the very least, it's it will be different. It would be a it would be a different printing, yeah. I guess, but uh, I'm not a hundred percent sold on that. <laughs> I would need a ruling. There you go. From somebody who would make that ruling. I don't know. I'm not real sure. Nothing's really jumping out at me today. Let's see what we can find. Talked about Olympia number one from Image for a while. That was uh, great. That was a great book. A great book, but only selling ten thousand three hundred and twenty-one for issue number one of Olympia, and returnable, uh, and returnability. Yep. Heart attack number one sold ninety-five hundred. Also from Image, that was a good one. Enjoyed that. Dead Eyes continues to. Uh, well, we're not quite to the new the new material yet. So Dead Eyes is still still Dead Rabbit reprints at issue two. Mm. The Lazarus. Um, quarterlies uh i mean although the quality is there uh, as far as uh, the well way it's written uh the sales did not follow so taking the long hiatus moving from a monthly ish to a quarterly ish um double sized uh is not is not paying off as far as sales we're below eight thousand at this point um, but I guess eight thousand of eight eight dollar book is better than eight thousand of a four dollar book. Yes. Right. Yep. But I, for one, am not shocked by that. I didn't think it would. You didn't think it would pick back up? No. Do are we concerned about uh, when Saga comes back? No, that one I'm not. It's a different animal. Yeah. Deadly Class continues to churn them out. Issue 41 did sold 7,000 high-quality copies. That's cool. Good for them. In the 40s. Yeah, I see Super Dinosaur here has another uh, local comic book shop day. Yeah. Version of that book. Nice to see the numbers on those. 3,655. Can't remember if there were any other comic book shop day books besides this and the alien not seeing any Mm-mm. that's about all that jumps out at me unless you've got something else that's really intriguing no that's all I have sir let's slide over to the FOC then 
course, the FOC is our final order cutoff. It's our last opportunity to add a few things to our list, uh, things that we either missed during pre previews or weren't paying attention to, finally seeing our caught on to a little bit late, or perhaps found an FOC exclusive. Drew and myself would like to comb through and see if there's anything else we'd like to add to our orders before they come in, and we invite you guys to come along. We get our lists of FOC-regulated items coming from Eric at Cowabunga Comics, who gives us this nice little list and said, get me anything you want to add to your order by midday on Monday, and we comply. There are links in the show notes if you'd like to get a hold of a list like this yourself, either out of curiosity or need. True. let's look at a few of the things that Eric says may be of interest this week. We, of course, have things without titles. Looks like we have the Detective Comics uh, $1 book. We're looking at Undiscovered Country 3 here. A new Guardians of the Galaxy title. Iron Man 2020. Uh, Venom. And another X book. So let's dig in so I can see what the actual titles of these things are. Let's turn and see if there's anything we can find in Dark Horse. Well, I'm looking at Airboy here, and the reason I was looking at Airboy is because I really like the Airboy that, um, uh, that four issue Airboy that came out a little while ago. Uh huh. Um, by. My, my mind is blank. Dang. Um, but I loved it. Loved it. Um, mm -hmm. and I've, I've, I've lost it now. I lost that thread. Oh, James Robinson, right? There you go. That was a James Robinson book. And, um, this is not. This is Chuck Dixon, who is pick. It, it, this is Air, Airboy Fifty One, and it's picking up where Airboy Fifty left off thirty years ago in 1989 was a good year. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Young Drew with a long, flowing blonde locks. Great, <laughs> a hell of a mullet I had in nineteen eighty nine, man. Um, but anyway. Uh, I, this is not the same Airboy as the James Robinson uh, one. So this is the original. And I don't know if I would like that as much, but I'm... It's $10. Moving on. Oh, it is 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. And is this like just because it's such a big deal, he's coming back to it, and that's mm -hmm. why there's all the covers? Well, it's... it's The publisher is It's Alive Comics, so I'm guessing that's their margin. Man, you're really down on us. My apologies. My Tend to be pretty even keel on these things. You did tell me to stay start in dark dark horse, and I didn't realize that wasn't a dark. Horse I didn't either. Book. I didn't have a publisher on it until we sit there, but I was with you. Yeah. So Kyle passes. <laughs> I was I was curious. I'm not curious for ten bucks. Correct. Good call. I've got nothing in dark horse, sir. Thank you for talking me off the ledge. That's what I do. Basketful of heads is just past its halfway point at issue four of seven. If you're continuing to read that one, I think three comes out here in the next couple of weeks. And that is an awesome, awesome cover. Cover A. Not as big a fan as the Becky Cloonan B. Batman Curse of the White Knights on its sixth issue still continues to be solid. Goodness. Batman, of course, we've switched creators on this title. So if you're wanting to jump into the Tinian verse, uh, it was the previous week and this week. So. Not too late to continue to grab those if you wanted to. Uh, we have a detective facsimile edition um, for three fifty nine, which is the first appearance of Batgirl. Yep. Um, this is a good key comic to own. You probably don't own it, um, and you'll probably never own one in this condition anyway. So get the facsimile. Uh, this would be a fun one. I I think. When they when they do these keys like this, I love it. When they do something that's like, yeah, okay, but I can I can get that one pretty easily. I don't understand it. So this one is a great one. Great idea. Yep, completely agree. And I do like the Dollar Comic Batman Adventures number twelve, which is the first first Harley Quinn. That's pretty oh, great. Yeah. That's pretty great too. Um, I think I got to get one of those for sixty cents. With my Kawa yep. discount. I didn't catch on. That's never going to catch on, is it? <laughs> Keep beating that drum there, brother. <laughs> Kawa bundle. 
So yeah, both of those I think are, you know, I'm not talking about new stuff. I'm talking about old stuff, but mm-hmm. that facsimile and that Dollar Comics Batman Adventures 12, both good to have thrown on a wall if you do wall books like I do. That is all for me in DC, sir. So they're going. ID looks like IDW is going back to the well with another Ghostbusters volume. Yeah. Well, well timed. We just got the trailer for uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife a couple days ago. Um, I surprisingly think that looked really, really good. It is essentially The Force Awakens, but with the Ecto One instead of the Millennium Falcon. But it looks very good. Is it funny? There was very little humor. In uh, the, that trailer we saw, but it's is Paul it, Rudd, so I'm sure it'll be humorous. Oh, it's Paul. Is it? It's guys again. Yes, it's 30 years after um, the events of Ghostbusters. The world has not seen ghosts for 30 years, and uh, a sleepy little town uncovers the. You know, I think it's Venkman's grandkids go back huh. and, and visit. It's really good trailer. I highly recommend it. It, it looked pretty cool. So they could still be alive and make cameos. Well, the ones that aren't dead. Harold Remus is dead, so he's not coming back. You could weekend at Burnium. We can weekend at Burnium, or we could Princess Leia him. Um, But, you know, I I believe the old men have signed back on for at least some sort of cameo from it. That's that's cool. So we can just pretend like Ghostbusters 2 and then the all-female Ghostbusters didn't happen. True story. We'll just forget about those, and we'll just go from the first one. To this, yeah, I believe the the second one still happened, but this just takes most of the storyline of uh, of what happened. In, I believe it wasn't good it either, though, right? I am. Uh, I cannot remember a darn thing from two. Uh, I can't remember anything from it either. So, yeah. are we out of um, IDW? We are. I'm just looking at a few things, but yes, we are done. I didn't know what looking at ROM, but no, we don't care about ROM. Is the first issue of ROM? We have a ROM. Diorath number one. Oh yeah, ROMs old school. Yes, I, I have completely old nineteen eighties ROMs that you bequeathed me. Forgot about ROM. Yeah. Huh. In Humanauts Part One in nineteen sixty nine, two American astronauts became the first humans to set foot on Earth's moon, but they found something inhuman waiting for them. With ROM, the space knight, nowhere in sight, can even the Earth core help prevent one giant leap. For Rathkind. Plus, find out where Rom is in a special backup story. Oh, interesting. Yeah. There are Rom fans out there. That might do well. There you go. I'm not one of them, but that's cool. <laughs> Down yeah, Undiscovered it. Countries on its third issue. Uh, we talked about the sales for the first issue. We got the second issue going into a second print as well. Um, solid book. Uh, top-notch creators put top-notch creators on a book and it's not bad usually so that's the way to go Safe Sex number 5 uh, Jen Hickman taking over art now from who? Uh, from say. other lady like, like I think like the some but one of the creators on this book was actually, is actually a sex worker Ah. Like, they're legit cam model, porn, prostitute, something like that. <laughs> gotcha. And then, like, but also a comic creator, which yeah. is, you know, kind of cool. And it is Tina Horn. She is? She uh, is a sex worker? Is that what you're saying? Tina Horn is a nonfiction writer and journalist whose work investigates sex workers, queer identity, kink communities, and cultural criticism. <coughs> Doesn't sound like she's a practicing sex worker, though. Yeah. I... So has Spawn been revitalized, or is the uh, is the luster fading now that we're past three hundred? Um, like I said, it jumped back down to just about fifty thousand, so it's, uh, it's coming starting back to down slide to a little bit. Yeah. And we think that's just those are just sitting on retailer shelves, or think people are actually buying those? I think people are actually buying it. A lot of people were like, "Ah, oh, let's, let's celebrate the three hundreds of it all and everything." I remember this mm-hmm. from the nineties. 
Okay, we got a new. Uh, if we're ready to go down to Marvel. Yep. We got a new Atlantis Attacks miniseries. Greg Pak, one of your one of your boys. Hey. It's a pretty nice little fighting cover there. Oh, we that's right. We're relaunching Guardians of the Galaxy again. Mm-hmm. This time with Al Ewing. I think I'll give it a shot, even at four ninety nine. Oh yeah. I'll give I'll give Al Ewing a shot from the beginning. Um, he did some interesting stuff with uh, Immortal Hulk. Mm-hmm. And so I'm gonna give him give him a chance. There you go. Looks like we have a very interesting version of Guardians of the Galaxy as well. Trying to figure out who all is on this team. There's an Iron Man 2020. Uh, that's a Dan Slot book. It's gonna have it's gonna have a a cover with uh, fluorescent ink cover. If that does anything for you. Yeah, there's also a Gears cover. All kinds of covers. Also interested in uh, going back to check out Jessica Jones' Blind Spot number one. It's a six issue miniseries. Uh, Kelly Thompson's taking the reins again. Uh, she did a really good job on this digital series of Jessica Jones. There was two of them, I think. And um, oh, I think it might be those those digital series being printed. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think I may have already read these, <laughs> but they were good, guys. They were good. Black Cat Strikes Back. From the gamer verse. Okay, we've got some true believers. Uh, criminally insane Dracula, number one. Criminally insane Gypsy Moth, number one. Criminally insane Mandarin, number one. And criminally insane Purple Man, number one. So. These must be like their. Introductions, uh, their various books. Yeah. yeah. So it's some old, it's some old reprints. Yeah, it's not introductions because you know the True Believers criminally insane Dracula number one is reprinting 1972's Dracula 24. So yeah, some so it's some kind of first something. I'm guessing. Maybe it is the first, or maybe just a just a, a a story that features them predominantly. Yeah, that could be. Um, but an interesting thing to to package. Yeah, definitely. This is coming out on the fifteenth of January. I don't really understand the timing, but I, okay, it's cool. That's that's cool. Web of Venom, Good Son, number one. Zach Thompson's writing this. While Venom's away, the children will play. Dylan Brock and Normie Osborne have survived the trials of Absolute Carnage. What's next for the Goblin's Child and the Son of Venom? Of course, I remember it was a big deal when Normie Osborne was out as the uh, Red Goblin son or whatnot. Yes. Yes. It was a big, big deal. A Mm -hmm. hot deal for a while. No, not so much. So now let's see what Boom has to offer. There's some of the books I've been reading. Folklords, Ghosted in L.A., Heartbeat, Once in Future. Sixth issue of Once in Future, yep. Red Mother. All good books. Yeah, it, it Boom is hitting on all cylinders at the moment. Yeah, doing some really good stuff. Nothing in Dynamite for me. I'll probably shoot down to Aftershock just to touch base on Bad Reception, which is um, feels like it's a little delayed. Um, Been been a while, but it was it's been good. I'm looking forward to. Hopefully, this is how it ends up. Bad Reception, a September solicit. So yes, it. Oh yeah, yep. Uh, Dark Red's been good. I like that a lot, Um, and I don't. I stopped reading Knights Temporal, or Temporal, and um, but I do read You Are Obsolete and like that a lot as well. So, 
Aftershock still working for me really well. That's it. Yeah, I don't I see anything in Titan, else. nothing in Oni. Xenoscope's not doing it for me. Uh, that'll do it for the FOC. There you go. Now, usually, we would have our cover price top 10. I just checked. It's not updated yet. So, um, we'll try to touch base with that next week. Um, and instead, we'll just go straight in. Do you want to talk to at all about the, our uh, end of the year stuff we're going to do? Our, our categories or anything like that? Oh, yeah. I mean, are we going to... I mean, it's just going to be ours, right? Okay. We're not going to do that for any... But Drew and I are compiling our best of 2019 lists. Yeah. We are, be uh, next week or the week after. Last week of the last week of the year, right? Yeah, yep. But so feel not. free to send in uh, kind of what's your best of 2019 is, be it artists, series, um, publishers, or books. Yeah. So in two weeks, we'll release our uh, year-end wrap-up best of um, collection on and. Um, on the 27th which will be dropped on the 28th so yeah um right, right at the end of the year and just hope nothing uh yeah that would do it that would cover everything <laughs> i think so yeah nothing can happen on the 29th or the 30th or the 31st <laughs> that's right all right let's head over to previewsworld.com find our new releases find the penultimate Wednesday or December 18th and let's start where we love to start let's start with some image books if you're into rocket and the old guard we got a new story out with old guard force multiplied at number one soon to be a major motion picture starring Charlize Theron and hardcore's back for another volume that's cool got a Outpost Zero also feels delayed. It's been a while. Uh, Mark Millar has Project Christmas or Project Xmas. We do not have any other information other than written by Mark Millar. Well, this is the one that was um, the secret. Still is. So, Emmett, it's coming out Wednesday, and no, still nobody knows what it is. Yep. Mm. But it's well, you, you know you can get a quietly cover. You can get a quietly black and white cover. I mean, that's what you got to do, I would think. Mm-hmm. There, there's Safe Sex with uh, art by Michael Dowling. On issue four. So before, who did you say took over? Jen Bartel? Uh huh. Somebody like that? Yes. Jen Bartel. Yeah, she took over. That's it in image. Quit texting. I can hear you. <laughs> I'm being texted. Let's head on down to Dark Horse. Skull Digger and Skeleton Boy, number one. Jeff Lemire, but he's mm. not doing the art. He's letting uh, Tulsi Zonjic do the art. Crime, corruption, and violence with the heart of the city at stake. A vigilante rises in Skulldigger. Huh. Yeah. I was thinking, when I first glanced at that, I saw Skull Kickers, that Jim Zub book. Mm. I was like, nope, nope, that's not it. Interesting. Yeah. There's our return of Harrow County. Exciting to see that come back. Should be fun. Very much so. All right, let's head on down to IDW. Narcos number one. Uh, Ryan Ferrier. The uh, guy that did Dave. Mm, okay, that's right. Yeah, but it's just this is based on a Netflix series, so uh, that's always wish. Not sure about that. <laughs> Got a uh, long delayed third issue of Mountainhead. 
John Lee's and Ryan Lee. I've kind of forgotten what happened in this book. It's been so long. I remember liking it, but it has been a while. Um, and that's that's what happens when delays things happen. And when things we, don't come out when they're supposed to come out. Yeah, we people just forget. And I am no different. There you go. Wellington number one of five, Aaron Monke and Delilah Dawson writing this one. Um, from Aaron Monke, the creator of the Lore podcast, comes an amazing new supernatural thriller that shines a light on the mysterious and monster mysteries and monsters lurking in the shadows. Meet the Duke of Wellington, one of England's most decorated military heroes, and unknown to most, her most daring monster hunt. The secret history of the Iron Duke begins here. We always root for podcasters. Yeah. They're the best people in the world. Absolutely. Interesting. We have a Star Trek motion picture facsimile edition from IDW. Okay. So they are uh, doing a blast from the past, it seems. All right, I'm heading down to DC. Talking about Basket Full of Heads. There's issue seven. Or issue three of seven. My apologies. The last doomsday clock, sir. Twelve yeah. of twelve. And the last Tom King Batman. Yeah, oh my. Same day. Crazy. The final showdown. Not even going to read the solicit because it's a spoiler. The Doomsday Clock is? Yep. Or the Batman? Well, I mean, if you haven't been reading it. Yeah. We also have the 3 of 3 for Harleen. The last of that DC Black Label. What do you think about that? that, The way they do those with those three oversized prestige format books? Awesome. Do more. Do more? You like that? Yep. Give me more Black Label stuff. Give me more prestige format stuff. They're expensive. Yes, they is. Joker Killer Smile, two of three. Of course, Jeff Lemire. Did you already mention Lolo Woods? Did not. Yeah, another Hill House imprint book. Which I've liked all of them so far, so keep that up. Hopefully this one's good. There you go. Suicide Squad number one, written by Tom Taylor. I'm in. Looks like we got Deadshot. Looks like we got Harley, King Shark. Normally, don't like team books. Normally, don't like Suicide Squad books. However. However, I will read this, and I'll give it a full arc. Not, I'm not going to, you know, be the old Drew that, eh, not for me after one. I'm going to give it a full arc, because Tom Taylor deserves my respect and he's earned it. He's earned it because he's awesome. If you're buying That's this, Francisco Martina has a dope cardstock variant. Worth the dollar. Who is that? Martina? Oh, who's on the cover? Well, we got Harley, we got Deadshark. Deadshot, we got King Shark. Oh, that's King Shark back there. Okay. Yeah. He's the, the one that looks like a shark. Well, it was like there's like all these things blending together. I don't actually like the cover as much as you do. Oh. Obby. We're halfway through Jimmy uh, Jimmy Olsen, uh, 6 of 12. It's been a fun little series. Year of the Villain, Hell Arises, number one. James Tinian writing that. <clears throat> DC's Year of the Villain begins its sinister conclusion. Oh yeah, here's um, this Wonder Woman Dead Earth that I'm really interested in. Because you know, Drew, you and I always say we are done with post-apocalyptic, right? Well, I but don't think we ever said that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's you like it because it's seven dollars. I don't like it because it's $7. <laughs> but you're giving me Black Label. I do like uh-huh. Black Label. I do like That's post-apocalyptic. You like oversized formats? I can. I don't... I'm not a get it. Not a get it. 
<laughs> I'm interested in it. Yeah, I don't blame you. Oh, it's a four issue. I said three issue, a four issue series. Yeah, looks pretty good. Who's the writer again? Daniel, Daniel Warren Johnson. Johnson. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <coughs> See, Murder Falcon. See? Yeah, Murder Falcon. I forgot. I mean, I don't know how he gets a uh, a black label book after one series like that, but well, he's done other stuff. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Down to Marvel. I got one more question about the Year of the Villain stuff. Sure. I've kind of ducked most of that. Yeah, um, I don't think you missed much. Has something really interesting been going on with it? Not that? really. You're the villain. I mean, we've got these cool characters in the Batman who laughs and all these infected people and all these dark multiverse people. Um, so it's been fun to watch them just kind of play with their toys. But it's nothing that I think actually has any long reach. Good or anything, so yeah, because I've kind of it's just them. fun to watch you know these heroes and villains kill each other down to Marvel. Uh, we got 2099 Omega because we had Alpha not that long oh, ago. That's true, with uh, Pat Gleason cover and Nick Spencer doing the writing and Gerardo Sandoval on art interiors. I do want Doctor Doom to hit hard and do something cool because he's the guy I'm banking on doing something in the MCU soon. What? Because you have what? No, just because I I think it'll be good. You think it's the next the next one? Mm Mm-hmm. Another another 2099 appearance in Amazing 36. So, Revenge of Cosmic Ghost Rider number one, written by both Dennis Hopeless and Donny Cates. Okay. Oh, actually, okay. So it's it's written by Hopeless and a brand new short story from Donnie Cates and Jeff Shaw. Hmm. So kind of, I kind of like these little True Believers collection that they're doing now. They're kind of interesting. Just pulling some appearances out of back issues and reprinting them. It's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Got another Star Wars. We got Rise of Kylo Ren, number one. So we got the fall of Ben Solo leads to the rise of Kylo Ren. Just in time for the movie. Yeah, usually their timing is not great. Yeah. Some nice little true believers here. Super Scroll, Moon Dragon. All right, let's head on down to some of our smaller. Let's start with some dynamite here, so we can find anything in that. Probably Nothing. not. Heartbeat number one going to a second print for Boom. And two having its ones come out. You liked Heartbeat, didn't you? I did. I liked it a lot. Ah, Klaus. The Life and Times of Joe Christmas. Of course, Grant Morrison, Dan Mora. Uh, we get a little bit more Klaus every year, so that's cool. Of course, it's an $8 book, and at least it'll look good. But it does have an FOC um, Bengal variant. Correct. So if you FOC'd it when you had the chance a few weeks ago. There you go. We have Once in Future 5. We talked about 6 being available on FOC, and here's 5 coming out this coming Wednesday. And see what all the small little guys have in the back. Mm, Black Stars Above. That's interesting. Second issue. I missed that first issue somehow. That's a Lonnie Nadler book. Jenny Cha doing the art and the cover. It's got a good look to it. But it's about a... um, Eulalie is faced with an impossible decision return home to a family that has forsaken her or finish her journey to the northern town to deliver this mysterious package. She must decide wisely, for threats lurk behind every tree and the snow has an appetite of its own. Looks cool. Looks cool. Drew, I'm very skeptical. We have Gung Ho number one 
from Ablaze Comics. Ablaze proudly presents Gung Ho, a spiritual a spiritual successor to The Walking Dead. What? In the near future, the White Plague has almost completely destroyed humanity and civilization is only a sweet memory. Europe as a whole, as a whole has become a danger zone where survival is only possible within towns or fortified villages. Enter orphan brothers Zack and Archer Goodwitty, troublemaking teens who have just arrived at Fort Apache and about to learn the hard rules of integration into the colony. And there is a um, homage cover. The uh, NGU cover C. Yep. That is is. An, that's an homage cover to the... Was that the first uh, compendium? Yeah, compendium cover? trade one for Walking Dead. Yep. Um, that's a pretty good call. That's... Could be something. Yeah. Um, there's a void. There is. Nature abhors a vacuum. So that's definitely a possibility. Money shot number three from Vault. Tim Seeley. Visitor. That's a Paul Levitt's book uh, from Valiant. Don't get much out of those. That's, that's all I got, sir. Yeah. yeah. Man, I'm, I'm torn now. I thought I had it. I thought I knew exactly what I was doing, but now that's <laughs> gung ho threw me for a loop. There you go. This is the point of the podcast where I'm going to ask Drew what his pick of the week is. What's the one book he wants to make sure he picks up, make sure he has, doesn't miss out on, because it is going to both increase in value and become the next key he's going to need. Drew, what you got for me? I'm going to go with Project Christmas, the Mark Millar book. And I want to go with the quietly cover because they, they're they're convincing you based just on their uh, the fact that we don't know things. Um, it's Mark Millar uh-huh. and quietly, and it's prob I mean, it's probably going to be a Jupiter's Legacy sequel. I'm guessing, uh-huh. but if it's not, and it's a new IP from Quietly and Millar, then uh, I'm interested. I'm interested, and I think it can be something. Very nice, very nice. Well, while Gung Ho also intrigues me, I feel like I might be uh, being led on a wild goose chase on that one by them. Gotcha. Telling me that it's Walking Dead-like and knowing that I'm I'm still hurting inside. So I'm going <laughs> to just stick with Wonder Woman Dead Earth number one. Good call. Even at its stupid price point of $7. And I guess I'm going to go honorable mention to Suicide Squad. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but make sure if you're doing Suicide Squad, do that other cover. Yeah, Yeah. stock's awesome. All right, well, thank you guys for listening to myself and Drew as we go through one of our last sneak peeks of 2019. We thank you for tagging along with us. If you have picked something up in this week that you want us to know about that we missed out on, uh, drop us a line in any of our social medias and let us know, or through our Gmail account. Uh, if you agree with us, we always like to hear that you think we're correct, or if you've done the same thing, taken our advisement, and maybe even made a couple bucks. We'd love to hear that kind of thing. Uh, write into us. Be part of the podcast. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. So for Drew and for myself, see ya.